setting boundaries. When you are either having a relationship with yourself and someone else, especially in the professional setting, it is your responsibility, just like journalists, politicians, representatives, it is your responsibility to guide your audience on the importance of setting boundaries. Why? There is a lot of competition out there. Not everyone is going to be your cheerleader. You've got to set boundaries. You are in a place to where you can offer practical advice on saying no. Do you have a problem saying no? And that's a realistic and honest question. Do you have a problem saying no? There are people in the world that do. The question is why? Is it due to the fear of abandonment, rejection, judgment? I've seen many times, especially in my friend's life, even with my biological mother, did not want to be alone. They were scared of abandonment and loneliness and rejection. When someone refuses to set boundaries and to say no, it sets the precedence for something huge, a path you may not want to undergo. And when you're fighting and holding on to a fear, the fear of abandonment, the fear of loss, the fear of being forgotten, it's already happened. Because you're not living in the present moment. You're living in a reality that will never meet to your expectations and something you will never live up to because you're living in fear. And no one else can join you in that journey as well. Because there's an invisible wall blocking every opportunity. You'll see the opportunity. You may live and experience the opportunity. You may have other people that are part of your life experiencing and enjoying the opportunity with you. But you're not going to really live it. You're not going to really feel it. You're not, you may not even see all the beautiful details of it. You're in a prison. It's what it is. It's a prison. Once again, offer practical, practical advice on saying no when necessary and share examples of how healthy boundaries contribute to overall well-being. Emphasize that setting boundaries is an act of self-respect. I'm going to repeat that. Emphasizing that setting boundaries is an act of self-respect. How often do you have positive affirmations? How often do you set positive boundaries and goals? Why? Provide, this is what I want you to do. I want you to provide examples of affirmations tailored to fostering self-love. I put that down as a note. Provide examples of affirmations tailored to fostering self-love. 
encourage your audience to create their own personalized affirmations and incorporate them into their daily routine for a positive mindset shift. You know what that sounds like to me? It's like when a company has a handbook of policies and procedures, terms and conditions. What are your policies and procedures and terms and conditions of your life? Your relationships. The relationship you have with money. The relationship you have with God. The relationship you have with the world. The relationship you have with yourself. What are the policies and procedures and terms and conditions? What rules have you made? What terms have you made? There's nothing wrong with that. But are they allowing you to live a fruitful life? Are they giving you the opportunity to live an enriching life? Or or are you always looking down at those terms and conditions and those policies and procedures in making sure that Everyone is accountable and you are accountable to live strictly to them and never looking up, looking to the side, looking behind you to see what else is around you. So many people have their face in the phone. How often when you're out and about, do you look up at the sky? Do you take notice of the birds? Do you take notice of the plane? Do you take notice of the sunset, of the changing colors? You know what life is like? It is like when you're outside or looking out the window and you see a formation of the clouds. And the moment you look away, it can be for a split second. It could be 10 seconds. And what you saw is no longer there. That's life. Don't assume that what you see and what is will always be there. I'm going to give you another reminder. I was in a lease. I was going to go month to month in my lease. What happened? New ownership. Ownership of the property changed hands during my year lease. And new property management company. New owner. New property management. And even though my lease is still my lease, What was agreed upon and what was talked about, even what is in the lease, changed. And the owner has every right to do that. You are the owner of your life and the decisions that you make while you live in this world in your body. What are you doing? What are you practicing? Now, I'm going to go into this part. It's called gratitude practice. And the whole point of this is to dive into the benefits of a gratitude practice is to discuss specific techniques for expressing gratitude. I'm going to add by saying this is keeping a gratitude journal or engaging in daily reflections. I'm also going to add what I shared before that I still do. Therapeutic journaling. It's essential. Share your personal anecdotes about how gratitude has enhanced your own self-love journey. I'm going to repeat that. Share personal anecdotes 
about how gratitude has enhanced your own self-love journey. Can you imagine what it would read? I mean, really read? Don't be in your way. Don't try to edit. (laughs) No one's going to see it. Write it in private. But how would it read? And then go back to it later and reread it. Put it away and save it for later. And find out who are you? What are you about? What are your truths? What are your boundaries? What are your restrictions? What are your restrictions? What are your terms and conditions and policies and procedures of how you're going to live in your body and embodiment? It's a solid question. How do you want to explore love? How do you want to explore life? Answer that. Empowering listeners from the US to the UK. Live on air with Stephen Cuoco. Actor Killian Murphy once said, A director told me that it takes 30 years to make an actor. And I believe that. You have to learn your craft, learn your trade, and also you have to live a life and experience things. 30 years, actor Killian Murphy was said, to have once been told, this is what it's going to take to be a successful actor. I agree. I've been doing public relations and media for over 30 years. Been an international best-selling author for 10 years. And it takes a seasoned experience, life experience, which we're going to be doing for the rest of our lives. I mean, let's just face it. <laughs> we're in, even if you reach a plateau, you're still going to always be learning. But how incredible. You can be seasoned at a very young age. There are kids that are highly intellectual, two, three, four, five years old. But it is that life experience and those relationships that you build along the way that's going to make an ultimate difference of how you're nurtured, how you're conditioned, the knowledge that's going to back it up if you tend to travel. I'm a military brat. My father was in a military, Navy, and we moved all over. It was exhausting. People most often ask, how are you able to keep relationships? You just get used to it. You just get used to emotionally and mentally learning how to adapt. And most importantly, the number one thing I have to say is whether you're traveling for work, you're relocating, If the pandemic had moved you around, learn the environment. Don't expect the environment to conform to you. A lot of people have this misconception. Oh, you know, I'm going to move to a new area or a new country or to a new location. Even if you move to the next town, every place is different. Not every environment is the same. Everyone is different. There are all walks of life. 
There are people that have different religious beliefs, different community beliefs, different beliefs of how children should be raised, different beliefs of how space and boundaries should be set when it comes to property and their home and their privacy. Learn the environment. Number one thing I have to recommend. Uh, anybody who has a background in real estate would tell you, I learned this. Uh, before you move, check out the area and you know when to do it at night. <laughs> Everyone's at work during the day. People's packages are being delivered. Maybe uh, there's some homeschool going on. But to learn about the neighborhood, to get a better idea of how the neighborhood is, go and check out the subdivision and the area and the town in the evening. You're going to see how the vehicles are parked. You're going to see who's walking around, the difference in the traffic of people and movement and cars and everything else like that. Before you move, definitely research to check everything more often at night than just not doing it only during the daytime. Also, be kind, be mindful. I said this in the last episode. Take your time. Uh, you know, I'm going to be 50. I just, I, I'd rather just say I'm 50 years old. I'd be 50 years old in April. And I'm going to tell you, you know, from what I shared in my last episode, I wasn't planning another move. I wasn't planning to relocate. I don't want to have to deal with all this, especially during a new time, a new season, whether it's the beginning of the year, middle of the year, end of the year, it's a lot. It is, especially when you are working or you're an entrepreneur, you're a business owner, these transitions will affect your mood, your well-being, your sleep. How often or do any of you have eye twitching? Even if your brain's not going crazy and you're not overly stressed or duressed, but how often if you're laying there, your eye will start to twitch. Mine will, it'll be my right eye. It'll just start. And I know it's my subconscious mind that's under duress. Um, it'll be my conscious mind wondering. And you can get numb. You can get numb to these feelings, especially when you do it over and over again. If you're having feelings of, giving up, or if you're just surrendering, these feelings and emotions and little ticks and body reactions, they're all normal. Go with the flow. But if you feel that you need to talk to a doctor, if you need to talk to a counselor, a mentor, a therapist, I said it before, I'm going to say it again, don't hesitate to ask for help. Always, always get that help when you need it. And don't assume to have everything perfect. A very good friend said it's not about perfection, it's about progress. And that's the absolute truth. Truth, It is about progress. Give yourself time and grace. I will be redundant about this. You may hear it often in my shows and in my episodes. It's ever so more needed. And I would say asked to be heard to be reminded you have permission to feel the way that you feel, and that is okay. Just don't stay there too long. If it's not feeling good, you don't want to stay in a place of dis-ease. 
You know, there's a difference between ooh stress to good stress and a stress that everyone tries to avoid every day, whether they're drinking their coffee or having their cocktails or meditating or traveling, whatever they need to do or want to do. Be mindful that no matter what you're doing and how you're doing it, are you doing it to escape or are you doing it to celebrate or are you doing it out of habit? What is the reason why you're doing it? I was at Starbucks a while back ago. And one of the baristas she had shared with me, I noticed a difference in her skin, the way she looked, her body posture. And I asked her, I was like, are you okay? What's happening? She said that she had quit smoking and uh, her and her boyfriend just moved into a new apartment. They were adjusting to everything. And I asked her, are you okay? And she's like, yeah. And she said she cut back on coffee and now she's drinking more tea. And I told her, I said, the common theme with any sort of addiction is to understand, is it the chemical component? Is it the emotional mental? Are you using it as a crutch? Are you using it as a way to uh, ground yourself? There are many different ways and reasons of why someone drinks, smokes, even exercise. Anything can become an addiction. Uh, Strict eating habits, whatever it may be. Why are you doing it? And if you want to make adjustments in your life and if you feel that you're in some sort of emotional prison or you want to change things up or you just got out of a a breakup or a marriage or you and your family are moving, whatever is happening, if your kid's going off to college or you just got a new promotion or something uh, and you want to make life changes, but yet the old behavior patterns old formulas, formats, way of living is not working and it's becoming daunting and boring and you feel complacent in your life, change it up. You know, you don't, there's no rule book you have to live by. Unless you make one for yourself, there is no rule book. Keep that in mind. You have permission to change it up. One of the things I would like to talk about and where we're going to be going today and where I would like to expand is all about how to embark on a transformational journey or transformative journey. That's what I would like to talk about today. In exploring the art of self-love and the importance of treating ourselves with the respect we truly deserve. How much love do you believe you deserve? How much How much of anything do you believe you deserve? Peace, peace of mind, tranquility, freedom, financial freedom, emotional freedom, spiritual freedom, health, your physical body, your conditioning. How much in all of that do you feel and believe that you deserve? When it comes to respecting yourself and someone else, setting boundaries, what do you deserve? How are you speaking your truth? How are you living your truth? How are you understanding self-love? And I'm asking you, how are you understanding your own self-love? Your perception of life. What is your perception of life? What is your perception of other people? Is it a perception or is it a requirement? What demands are you placing on yourself? What demands are you placing on other people? Write this down. 
get a notebook, open up your notes in your phone, do text to talk, understand why what's happening in your life, and to better know this, journal, ask questions. We're going to dive into the core of self-love. It's not just about self-esteem. It's about recognizing your inherent value. What is that? What is your inherent inherent value? What does it look like? What does it feel like? What does it sound like? When you're getting dressed in the morning, getting ready for work, before you go to bed, when you're saying your devotions, when you're kissing your child or children before they go to sleep at night, when you're having your family dinners, when you're by yourself in that hotel room, when you're in traffic alone by yourself during a hot summer afternoon and you've got time to think, what are your inherent what is what is it going to be to recognize? How do you want to recognize your inherent value? You can always start by sharing personal stories or examples of time when acknowledging your worth, where you made a positive impact in your life. How are you teaching others to love themselves? And you know that teaching others to love themselves often begins with self-compassion? Are you compassionate to your own needs? Write that down. Ask the question, am I compassionate to my own needs? Am I compassionate to my children's needs? Am I compassionate to my spouse's needs or my fiancé? Include your animals. How many people have animals? Where do you take the time to hug your pet, love your pet, have a conversation with your pet? You know, science have said it many, many times. Speaking to plants make all the difference. Many tests have been done on this. Talking to water, talking to plants, connecting one with nature. It's the same thing, connecting with yourself, connecting with your loved ones. It all matters. How are you sharing your moments of vulnerability from your own experiences? What are you teaching other people? What are you teaching your children? What are you trying to convince when it comes to yourself? What are you trying to convince is the truth, is the reality? of your life and who you are and why you feel the way that you feel, why you are justified because you're hurt, you feel betrayed, you feel deceived, or you feel honored, you feel respected. You can always start at the opposite end. Maybe you have no problems. Your life could be fantastic. Everything, and this is, there's no problem with it. You could have a smooth life. You may not have ever dealt with being verbally or mentally or physically abused. You may have never dealt with neglect. Maybe you know someone that's in your family or someone at work that has. And even though you can't relate, 
It doesn't mean you can't share a kind word to say hello, a smile, do a good deed. Don't wait just for the holiday time to do something good. You got 365 days. You've got four seasons. You can do good at any time. You can make a difference any time in your life. Once again, share moments of vulnerability from your own experiences. Discussing how embracing imperfections and learning from mistakes can be powerful lessons in self-love. I want to read that to you again. I wrote this down. Share moments of vulnerability from your own experiences. Discussing how embracing imperfections and learning from mistakes Learning from mistakes, oh my goodness, are we getting a stumble block there? To learn from mistakes can be powerful lessons in self-love. I could have been tripping on that. I'm not going to go back and edit that out. I don't edit my interviews and I don't edit, I don't any, edit any of my shows to where I try to make it perfect. And so I'm glad that happened. Mistakes, mistakes. Are you hard on yourself? How how are you diligent to where you are either driving yourself crazy or going out of your mind or living a highly restrictive life because you refuse to make mistakes? You refuse to be seen as someone that's silly or uneducated or a failure. Not everything has to be perfect. As a reminder, when I came out with my first book, I did not have an editor touch it at all. I did not want an editor to touch it. And I had three who are a good friend that offered. I said no. I felt that it would take away from the authenticity of who I am. And most important, I did not want to tell myself from any one of those timelines, whether it was a seven-year-old, a 10-year-old, a 15-year-old, a 20 I did not want to tell them that by making judgment to something that should be corrected by what I believe my standards are now or what I think and believe the industry would expect from me, I'm not going to change a thing. And it was a little bit intimidating. Because who goes out and becomes an author and doesn't have an editor to touch their book? Or how many people are using ghostwriters or AI right now? People are using AI to write their books, create their graphics. I encourage you not to skip anything in your life. Don't skip a thing. Make sure you're part of it. Because I'm going to tell you this. You are worth knowing. And when a day comes and you do speaking engagements, if you do private engagements, if you start doing TEDx talks, if you start doing uh, interviews, radio, podcasting, you need to know exactly. Because whether the questions are planned or not, oh, trust me, it's not that someone is going to try to dupe you or try to trip you up personally, but the main goal is to have all the facts. The main goal is to express and to deliver the truth 
to be fair, honest, and disclose all material facts. That's your responsibility. That's the journalist's responsibility. That's everybody's responsibility. When you are expressing who you are and when you want those friendships and those business relationships and partnerships, investors and sponsors and everyone, do not skip the line. Do not skip a process. And please remember, don't rush through it. Because how can you call yourself an expert if you have not lived an experienced life? I'm going to repeat that. How can you call yourself an expert if you have not lived in an experienced life? Write that down. Have an answer. Write that down of what I just said to you. That's actually a new quote. I'm going to have to, or I don't have to do it. I'm going to choose to do it. I'm going to have that published on Goodreads. And I may just add that into my second book that I'm planning to publish this year. How can you call yourself an an expert if you have not lived in an experienced life? It's a valid question, and it's something you're going to have to answer. Here's something that some may not want to hear, and the word is setback or setbacks. How does that sound to you? How do you feel when I say the word to you, setback? Or let me ask you this. Do you want to learn from your setbacks? Do you want to be inconvenienced? I'm going to remind you that setbacks are inevitable. But are they really setbacks? Or is it just a new direction? It's all about perspective. Is it really a setback or a new direction? I can be completely upset that the home of my dreams I've been looking forward to every detail and facet that brings me comfortable and more into my own self and space to feel expansive and the freedom to have more expression in my life because I have these these things, you know, I've got a, a gas fireplace. You know, I'm accustomed to wood fireplaces, but I have a gas fireplace keeping it nice and clean. I can park both of my vehicles in a secured, highly secured garage. I have a two-bedroom, two-full bath. I have a beautiful view of the mountains and the landscape of my environment, and it's absolutely quiet. Everyone who comes here is shocked and amazed by where I live and the conveniences that I worked hard for to have. But I have to let it go. I have no choice. I cannot change the circumstances. I didn't see it as a setback. I saw it as an opportunity. I took one day to go through the emotions and it keeps getting easier and easier and easier. And as I said to my friend today, I'm in a better place than where I was yesterday and the day before and the day that I heard about having to move. 
the highlight of the importance of viewing challenges as opportunities for growth and self-discovery is imperative. It's important. And I encourage you to share examples of how overcoming obstacles has strengthened your self-love. I want you to email me. I'm going to give you my personal email. I would like for you to share your thoughts and ideas with me from any one of these episodes. We can bring you on and have you on as a guest. I'm going to have you go to my Gmail account, stephenquoco at gmail.com, S-T-E-V-E-N. C-U-O-C-O at gmail.com. Send me an email. Tell me what you think. What is your perspective or what is your perception from what you are hearing today? Is this resonating with you? Do I resonate with you? Do you want to learn more about my journey and my story Let's find out how it can help you. You may have a journey that you are currently on that I can relate to or that I can help you with. We can help each other. Send me an email. Put in a subject line, Stephen Cuoco, Biz Talk Radio. I would love to I love to get it. Once again, Stephen Cuoco at gmail.com. Remember, are you running on perception or perspective? Are you running on your own emotional self and ideas or perspective to where you're outside of yourself and you're seeing the bigger picture? You're not overwhelmed by emotion. You're not overwhelmed by brainwashing or stress or too many people in your ear. What's your perspective of your life? And I'm here to offer additional insight. And we're going to expand more on this very soon. I want to thank you for joining me today on BizTalk Radio. You can learn more about me at stephencuoco.com. That's S-T-E-V-E-N-C-U-O-C-O.com. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. Tell me your story.